Welcome to Across the Street, your one-stop shop for all things inpatient medicine at the Durham VA, from faculty and staff who know it and love it just as much as you do. Welcome to the fourth and final part of this four-part series on AKI from Dr. Sparks and Dr. Sinclair. All right, so why don't we um, circle back to Mr. D um, and find it, and uh, just talk about exactly what, what happened and what we thought the cause of his AKI was. You should always always trust your physical. Um, uh, you're putting the time and effort to do a good physical exam. And, uh, you know, you, we, we looked at him. We saw he had dry mucous membranes. He delayed capillary refill, um, all consistent with, with being hypovolemic. Um, and, and, and then our studies were kind of used to back, back up what we were already thinking based on our physical. Uh, we noticed that his BUN creatinine ratio was greater than 20 to 1, and his urine sodium was found to be less than 10 with a phena that was less than 1%. Urine sediment was then examined under a microscope and was found to have multiple hyaline casts, uh, but no renal tubule epithelial cells and no granular or money brown casts. So all of these findings, um, kind of taking them together from what we talked about, Point us along the direction of this, uh, could this be a pre-renal azotemia? We actually also checked a CK level um, uh, because, you know, he was a nursing home patient. We didn't know how long. He wasn't moving too much, lethargic. We, you know, we didn't know if he could have fallen or could have been, you know, stuck in one position for a long time. A lot of times in, the, in this patient population, you will see some degree of rhabdo uh, myolysis. And lo and behold, he, he had a pretty high CK level of uh, about 1,426 international units per liter. Um, so he, he initially, uh, for treatment, he initially received two liters of isotonic saline, normal saline, and was started on maintenance fluids, uh, I believe also normal saline at a rate of about 100 per hour. Um, and we saw a pretty rapid improvement uh, in his serum creatinine, so a decrease, dropping to 3.2 from 5.1. Um, this was in, uh, I, I believe, somewhere between 8 to 12 hours. And then his BUN actually dropped to 96 from 112, also in that time span. Success. Um, yes. He, he began to make urine almost immediately uh, after being volume resuscitated. We had placed a Foley for, for better monitoring in this patient. Um, and his CK um, trended down nicely, which, which would make sense also, right? Because, you know, large large uh, volume in, uh, intravascular fluid uh, or IV fluid is, is the treatment for, for rhabdo. Um, his course was complicated by some hypernatremia. Um, so once we had corrected his, his volume deficit, we then switched to half-normal saline, uh, which uh, was in an effort to correct his uh, free water uh, deficit, which, again, is, a, is another topic uh, for another day. Um, ultimately, we actually had to switch him over then to D5W, um, also for a short period of time. Um, but the sodium corrected uh, nicely, and within a few days, his creatinine had returned completely to baseline. Um, we're lucky the patient was able to be given IV fluid relatively quickly upon arrival to the hospital, as uh, if we had waited any longer, there's a good chance that he would have developed ATN, just given um, that he was hypovolemic, he had rhabdo, uh, which we all we talked before as being markers of potential ATN, if not treated quickly. Um, and this case really in- illustrates, I think, how some of these pretest markers uh, that we talked about, like FENA, BUN creatinine ratio urine microscopy can help to guide our management better. Sometimes um, all you can do is wait with ATN. You know, if, if, if this patient had had ATN, we still would have likely treated him the same exact way to start. Um, we, but we would have noticed that maybe his urine and alpha wouldn't have increased um, or maybe his cranium would have continued to worsen. Um, and then if that, that were the case, we may have actually had to back, out, back off a little bit on the fluid so he didn't uh, get too, too volume overloaded. And those patients, a lot of times, again, time is the only answer. Um, and, uh, and sometimes they, they will, unfortunately, require dialysis, whether it be temporary or permanent. Um, 
but the, again, the only way sometimes to know is wait. So, and if you're ever in a situation where you feel uncomfortable, um, you know, always feel free to, to ask one of the nephrologists around. Well, I'm glad we're able to reverse Mr. D's AKI. This is a, a case that really um, I'm happy to see when, when we see the creatinine coming down after we're consulted. Um, it, it's really a rewarding scenario. So working up an AKI is an important skill that every internist should know. While rounding in the hospital, you'll see this um, at least once per admit night. And so we've given you some good tools today so you can hopefully feel more comfortable. If you need more information, you can always check out Nephrology Secrets. This is a, a, a great textbook as a conflict of, of interest. I am one of the authors of the textbook, but we covered a lot of the things that are within that book. Great. All right. Well, uh, it's been great talking. It's an important topic. Med students, residents, and fellows alike. Uh, I think this is all you know stuff that uh, everyone should uh, should have some basis of knowledge on, uh, be able to work up a you know a basic uh, AKI. Um, and you know, if you ever if there's ever any questions, you know that's what uh, the nephrologists are around for for the you know the, the more uh, severe cases or the ones that don't necessarily improve right away. The views and opinions stated during this podcast are our own and do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of the Department of Veterans Affairs or the Durham VA Hospital. Mm-hmm.